Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Good Night for a Murder, a Victorian true crime podcast. My name is Kim. It is the end of April. And A Good Night for a Murder podcast is on spring break. It's not as glamorous as it sounds. I'm just taking a break to work on season two content for you, which will start in May. Until then, I'm dropping another Patreon preview episode in your feed. I produce bonus content to accompany each episode that is exclusively available to the Housekeeper and Butler tier members on Patreon. But I'm pulling this bonus content out into the regular feed to give you a little taste of what is up there on Patreon. This episode was originally the bonus content for the Cassie Chadwick episode, one of the most successful con women of the Victorian era. So the bonus content to accompany her episode is about another famous female con artist of the Victorian era, con artist Madame Rachel and her beautiful forever business. I hope you enjoy. A Night for a Murder is a true crime podcast that does cover stories including death, violence, sexual assault, and other adult themes. Please take care while listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Good Night for a Murder, a Victorian true crime podcast. This is a bonus content episode available exclusively for our Housekeeper and Butler tier patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. My name is Kim, and to accompany episode 5 about Cassie Chadwick, I am going to tell you about another famous female con artist of the Victorian era named Sarah Rachel Russell, or Madame Rachel, as she was called. Madame Rachel operated a prominent beauty salon in London during the 19th century, serving upper-class ladies seeking treatments to remain youthful. Of course, there's more to it than that. Most, if not all, of her treatments were extremely expensive and extremely fake. What's more, she frequently blackmailed her clients, threatening to expose their patronage of her services and the astronomical prices that they paid. You see, in Victorian England, if you wanted to wear makeup or have a skincare routine, you better keep it a secret. Cosmetics were thought to be vulgar and unladylike, fit for only actresses and brothel workers. In fact, Queen Victoria decreed it so herself. Sarah Rachel Russell was born in 1814. Between 1844 and about 1860, she tried her hand at a number of jobs, including selling rabbit skins, used clothes and dried fish, then a bit of fortune telling and recruiting workers for a local brothel and selling hot fried fish and baked potatoes. Just whatever she needed to get by. She had two husbands, both who died, then a third relationship with a man named Philip Levinson, where she lived with him and took his name with whom she reportedly raised six children. Now, what made her finally get into the cosmetics business, though? Since unnatural beauty treatments were frowned upon, women often took it upon themselves to DIY at-home treatments, and it sounds like at first she came up with a hair dye she used on herself. It worked well, so she started selling it, and she realized there was a market for such things. She manages to open a salon on Bond Street in the Mayfield District of London, which is like the fancy part of London. She puts out a shingle with the name Beautiful Forever, and she decorates her shop and dresses in these lush, draped fabrics, dripping with jewels, all influenced by the secret techniques and customs of ancient Arabia and other faraway exotic lands. Some of her products included Magnetic Rockwater Dew of the Sahara, Armenian Beauty Wash, Royal Arabian Face Cream, Honey of Mount Hemetis Soap, and Arab Bloom Face Powder. 
Altogether, she sold about 60 different products between roughly $100 and $200. Anywhere I found a price mentioned, I couldn't tell if it was adjusted for today money, but without inflation, she's charging Victorian Christian Dior pricing, which ain't bad. And with inflation, well, she's charging between three and six grand for one product. She was well known for her enameling services, which was a treatment to give one's face the look of smooth white porcelain. Now, Madame Rachel wasn't the only game in town. There were others who discreetly practiced these services, but she proclaimed far and wide that she was the best at it. Only she could truly promise you internal youth through her specialized treatments, and if you went anywhere else, you were wasting your money. She even alluded that Queen Victoria herself was a client of hers. Are you ready for a list of what was really in her products? Much of her preparations contained prussic acid, lead carbonate, arsenic, cleaning strength alkaline wash, and sometimes just a mix of simply water and bran. Really, she was staking her business on her clients not risking their reputations by admitting to using her services in the first place. And if they did take issue with her treatments, she banked on them not wanting to admit to the prices they paid for her, by their own admission, fraudulent products. If a client did challenge her, she would threaten to expose them. So they could stop coming if they want, but they better buy her silence. And you know, she had a good run. I mean, she was terrible, but she kept this up for quite a while. But there have been rumors circulating for years about the fraudulent nature of Madame Rachel's services and the intimidation and blackmail that followed. Some also allege she allowed her salon to be used as a meeting place for society ladies and their secret lovers. And also, she sold women powerful and dangerous preparations to induce abortions. In the end, two clients... Mary Tucker Bordelie in 1868 and Celia Marie Pierce in 1878 finally took Madame Rachel to court over her legal business practices. In 1868, she was found guilty of using false and fraudulent pretenses and sentenced to five years of penal servitude. She was released in 1872 and then in 1878 was arrested and found guilty again and sentenced to five years imprisonment. She died two years into her sentence at the age of 66 and is buried in the Willesden Jewish Cemetery in London with no headstone to mark her resting place. My friends, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Please continue to share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you again soon. I hope you enjoyed that Patreon preview. If you're interested in joining or learning more about the Goodnight for Our Murder Patreon, you can visit a goodnightforourmurder.com. While you're there, you can also sign up for the monthly newsletter where I share episode roundups, reveal the upcoming month's episodes, extravertory and society tips, and more. You can also follow me on Instagram or TikTok at a goodnight for a murder. The next time you hear from me will be in a few weeks for the start of season two of A Goodnight for a Murder. Until then, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you.